If you've got a little story you need to share, pull up a chair, he'll listen. Despite of the name and despite of the logo, there's definitely no knitting on this show. Called Good Good Yarns. Alright, welcome to another episode of Good Yarns. My name is Shad Wicker and this is your storytelling podcast where of course each week I catch up with a new guest who just shares an interesting and often quite funny story from their life. Um, quick props to those that have been following the podcast. Uh, you may have heard it at the beginning of this episode, but um, if you like the pod, uh, it would be nice if you could sling us enough coin for basically a coffee or a beer. Uh, links in the show notes if you feel like supporting the podcast. And my apologies for being a little bit tardy on the last week's episodes. But that's the whole thing, man. I've got to work like three jobs to keep paying rent. So sometimes the episodes can uh, get a little bit hard, especially when the computer decides to stuff up. Anyway, uh, this episode, a little extra one for you, is a good mate of mine who has a really cool podcast of his own. His name's Nick Carr. He's a comedian. He's been on the Little Dum Dum podcast, for those that are listening that maybe get around that as well. And uh, he does a lot of gigs around uh, Brisbane and Australia. And his uh, podcast is called uh, Car Crash, and it's basically... A uh, well, it's a roast disguised as an intervention to help his uh, stand-up comedy career with another friend of the podcast, uh, Jake Smith from Good Chat Comedy. Make sure you go and check it out. It's actually strangely um, quite a rewarding podcast to listen to. You learn a little bit. They get a lot of comedians on to talk about, you know, how to get better at stand-up, but not just that, how to get better at things in life while also pretty much destroying his career and his life. Um, but I've been trying to get Kari on for a while, and the only time I could get him was after we'd had a few too many drinks at a gig on a Monday night, funnily enough. Um, we kicked back, and I just decided to turn the mics on while he shared a story uh, about a shit gig that he did in the town of Tara uh, in regional Queensland. Now, I kind of kick off this episode with a story about one of my worst gigs, which was many years ago with the uh, very funny Peter James that does our intro song. So you'll get a bit of two stories for the price of one in this podcast. So uh, this is simply about shit gigs with two comedians, myself, Shad Wicker, and Nick Carr. Hope you enjoy, and please support the podcast. I'd love a coffee. So I was on um, Peter James and I uh, when we were in Cairns. I was on on breakfast radio, and we... Pete and I decided, uh, yeah, we're going to do a tour. Oh, like yeah. we'll do a great Northern comedy tour. So we'll go, like we, you know, we do, do a show in Cairns, but then we do one in the Atherton Tablelands, we do one in Tully, and we do one in Townsville. Yeah. And um, we're like, how fun. We'll do a split show together. We had like 30, 30 odd minutes each. So my co-host at the time, Carly, got wind of it and was like, hey, this would be a really fun thing for us to do on air. Um, how about... I like she was like on air one day said oh, I'm going to be your tour manager and we're like no we don't need a tour manager and it's like well I've organised you a tour it's <laughs> a because you've you've never done one before it's a pre tour tour ah oh, nice so she booked us gigs um, and we did a, we did a show uh, on a guy's back deck nice to about twenty of his mates actually would have been probably pretty it sick. was pretty fun yeah that would have been pretty good um, yeah. we did a yoga studio. 
also. Probably actually wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. It was like wasn't too bad. Everyone was sitting on yoga mats. I did another tour where one of the uh, places that we stayed for accommodation because it was just the the guy running it was just trying to do it really on the cheap, and yeah. we literally stayed at a yoga retreat. Like he, that was where we stayed. Like we didn't do any yoga, but we, we slept at the yoga retreat for a couple of nights. It was pretty dope. Well, we did the yeah, we did the yoga studio, Yorkie's Yorkie's yeah. Nob Yoga Studio, and then the last gig was for. The Athena, uh, the Mariba Workers Club. Nice. Now, the Mariba's Workers Club is not a workers club as I remember from Musselbrook where I've spent some yeah. time growing up. It's actually for motorbike enthusiasts, ah. which may also be known as bikies. <laughs> so we went to this gig, right, and the yeah. guys describing the gig is like, yeah, man, we're so excited to have you out because these are people that called up and said we'll yeah, have yeah. the show. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I was really excited to have you guys up. Um, <laughs> and they're using the ticket sales to money launder, basically. Right. They're legitimizing their drug takings. He's yeah. like, look at these and the skid marks on the inside. He goes, yeah, we dropped that big gate dip at the back here and we packed the we packed the Ute in during the fucking <laughs> Ute festival that we had, the bikey festival we have. Yeah. We did burnouts on there and stuff. And anyway, we're going to have you set up on top of the pool table. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck yes. Uh, actually, it didn't end up being a pool table. It was the end of a Ute that's attached to the back wall. Mm-hmm. So we stood up on top of there. That's where the gig was. Now, we um, get to the gig, see what it's like. Like, oh, fuck. And it was about, I think, 30 people or something um, all lined up. And people from the workers' club as well sitting at the bar. And I get up and I just I do my half hour and it wasn't great. Mm. Again, it was years ago anyway. So it wasn't that, I wasn't that good anyway. Yeah. But um, anyway, Pete was on second. And this is what I mean. It was worse for Pete than it was for me. Mine was just a bomb. <laughs> but Pete gets up. They didn't love his 15-minute bit on the, the how the movie Grease was made. <laughs> oh, this is long before that bit existed, bro. He got, he only, he got I think, probably halfway through his first bit. Yeah. And what ended up happening was is they gave us, when we arrived, a bunch of singlets, workers' club singlets. Right, yeah. and it was like you know from the bike show, and instead of they had written the date wrong on the bike show, so then they re-screen printed it with a line through it and changed. The <laughs> so I wore the singlet up on stage, but Pete didn't, and they were like, "Put the singlet on, whatever." And he's like, "Fine, all right, I'll put the singlet on while he's up on stage." Yeah. So he takes his shirt off, and he's wearing a. Singlet. Oh, now I'm into it. That's real comedy. Yeah. Shirts off. So that's gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Nick Carr special. <laughs> He takes his shirt off and he's wearing a singlet underneath and someone from the bar yells out, oh, this is just like the titty girls. And then (laughs) you hear this, you hear the bartender go, oh, yeah? And you hear a scoop of an ice bucket. And he walks out on stage and Pete's like, oh, what? And now when we did this, Pete was just turned 18. Pretty sure. So So no one's going to jail. this, this, This bar guy gets up. Behind Pete, right? And Pete's like, oh, no, oh, no. And pours the bucket of ice and water on top of him. Oh. He's on stage. Yeah. He's drenched in water and the singlet's there. And Pete's like, oh, okay, yep, okay. And then two arms <laughs> hook underneath him. Two arms hook underneath him like they're doing that whose line is it anyway yeah, game yeah, where you're yeah. your arms. Yep. Hook underneath him, grab the collar of the singlet. And rip the singlet uh, open. So this uh, is standing there up on stage. Soaking wet, singlet and chest, drenched in Jeez. water. And he's just like, okay. 
And that pretty much wrapped up the gig. That's that's the end of the show. Yeah, how fucked is that? Dude, that's pretty grim. And you know what? You know what else is interesting? During this pre-tour tour, our only request to the people that uh, rang up and said that have us do the show was, "Oh, we'll have we're like, oh, we'll have one writer." And what we wanted, we're like, like Kanye, but not with M and M's. We're like, we want fairy bread at every show, but only blue sprinkles. Yeah. No venue did it for us. Except, Except the Bikies. <laughs> they had a plate full of fairy bread with blue sprinkles. That's and sick. It was like, this is such a weird situation. Someone's wife had the best day ever making that for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's sick, man. So well, I don't know if you can top that, Nick. I can't. I can't. I don't know if I could top it, but I'll say the thing that made mine worse was that I was all by my little lonesome. Oh, man. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I did not have a buddy. I did not. Has yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish. I wish I'd had someone else there for this. Would have made it all the. So what happened? I got uh, a a Gold Coast comic. Uh, well, actually, a guy who has done some open mics based at the Gold Coast. Oh, I like how you wound that back. Uh, <laughs> he sends me a message saying, uh, "I hope he doesn't listen to this. He'll be upset about that, but whatever. Uh, you only live once, right? Uh, he's gonna king hit me later. <laughs> Sucked in. Uh, it's called cow punch. Sucked in me. Yeah, cow punch. Sorry. Yep. My bad. Uh, I can't take the gat out of the boy. <laughs> um, got to be proud of something. But we so. This guy, like, he sends me a message going, hey, I've got a pro for this gig. I don't, yeah, it's too far away from me. Uh, it's in Tara. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, oh, I'll talk to the guy, see what, what terms he's offering. They hit me up and he's like, oh, look, um, we want to put on a show. We're trying to raise money. The club has been through some hard times. We're trying to get people back out there. It's the Weambilla Country Club, they called it. Okay. Um, which is out at Tara. Um, and if you're not familiar with Tara... Good. It's yeah, I awful. know Tara. Yeah, you are, but I'm just saying the listeners yeah. like never go there. It's it's a very very small town. How far you get the gig? This where is are like you? I'm in, I'm in I'm in uh, this is when I was living I was living in Gatton. Mm. So Tara from Gatton, I think from memory is about three and a half hours or something. Right. But so he 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 tells me the terms. The terms of the gig were like, oh look, oh, you know, because we're trying to get the club back up and going. It's been through some really hard times. We don't have a lot of money. Because um, I said, look, I can tailor a show. You tell me how much you know you got and or how much you want to pay, and, and I can sort of tailor a show to that. Um, and the guy's like, oh, look, we could probably only spare 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, look, I could really only get, like, I could maybe get a headliner if I drive them out and drive them back. But then I sort of don't really get anything for it, mm-hmm. you know, like, or I can, and I, you know, I had I had comics in mind. I was like, yeah, cool. They might do it for four hundred, whatever, and I'll just do it for shits and giggles, like you know, just have a good time with them. And he's like, no, 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 no. We want a big long. We want a long show, so we want like a couple of comics. I'm like, well, for four hundred bucks, if I'm getting like four people or three, me and three people out there, which is what they are for, I'm like, I can get you four pretty good like open micers at my level who are going to try new stuff and fuck around. Mm. And he's like. Perfect, because he goes. The one thing we can give you is all the all the piss you want, like all the beers you want, and you can stay there overnight. We've got accommodation there, and I was like, sweet. So I was like, good. I'll just round up some mates, and we'll just have a fuck around. You know, yeah, like it's only a hundred bucks road each. Trip to a a little road trip, camp out, just yeah. get smashed. Should be good. So I had four, I had uh, me and three three mates uh, lined up. Um, it was Jade O'Brien, Chris Martin, and Jack Knight. We were going to go out there and absolutely get amongst it. This has been on the pod before. Yeah, so this was like three months before the show, and then the guy said to me, "All right, send us some photos and some info about information about everyone for us to do the advertising." 
and, and I'll and I'll get back to you soon. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. So I sent him all the stuff. Didn't hear from him for three months. Nothing. Not a word. Not a peep. And I've just gone. I've just assumed. Oh well. I guess it's not. And you happening. tried to contact him. No, but like. He 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 sort of said that he'll he'll be the next like he's like oh I'll get back to you soon right you know he's like okay thanks for this I'll be in touch closer to the date I'm like cool never heard from him mm. so I was like okay well I guess the gig's not done so like I've got these other three comics going is this thing still happening like and I was like I don't think so and you still didn't message him Nick Carr no because I didn't also I didn't really want to do it that much mm. so this this might be on me mm, to some degree it's sounding a little bit. Like you didn't decide to check in. Yeah, oh, okay. look, I didn't really want the. We'll like, let the people this thing decide. You know, yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to take. Look, and, and look, I definitely <laughs> paid the price already. Okay. Like, I don't need, I don't need anybody else to pile on because I definitely paid the price for this. So, assuming, I think it's pretty clear that in three months' time. You get a call? It's actually, yeah, it's actually, it's almost dead on New Year because it was on Halloween. Oh, shit. And my one of my aunties has a Halloween party every year that is, like, that goes off. Like, Marnie Julie, shout out to Auntie Jay if you're listening. She usually does, uh, sports my stuff. Uh, most, one of my most supportive family members behind my mother, so mm-hmm. that's good. Um, so, yeah, she throws this Halloween party. And I'm just chilling out on the couch at home. I get this call from this guy going, hey, uh, what time are you guys getting here? And I was like, mate, I haven't heard from you for three months. I assume the gig wasn't happening. And he's like, no, it's 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 happening. We've we've done a lot of advertising. We're expecting 100, 150 people here, and we need you to get here. I'm like, look, I think the other comics have all taken other gigs. I don't. Because like, basically, from the timing, he was like, oh, oh, if you could get here at 6, that'd be great. It was like 2.30. I had to just get in the car and start driving immediately. Like, Fuck. there was no... If I hadn't have got going right then and there, I would not have made it. So there's no time to get anyone from Brisbane because that's another hour away. So I was like, all right, I guess. I said, look, uh, the other comics have all got other stuff on now. I can come out. I've got nothing on. I can come and do it. It'll just be me. And he's like, great, that'll be fine. So I get in the car, leg it, cancel on my auntie. Everyone's, my whole family's pissed at me. Just legging it out to this gig in Tara. Fuck. So on the drive, are you like, oh, sweet, I'm going to make 400 bucks? Like, were you no, kind of I was like, this it? sucks because they were mad. Like, they were pissed oh, at me on the phone. Angry. Like, they'd already given me a serve on the phone. So I get on the road, and man, like, so this is, the, also, this isn't in town in Tara. This is out in the blockies. Right. So there's this, Area outside of Tara, there's not really great reception anywhere for like, I think it's like 40 minutes or an hour either mm. side until you get signal again. Um, and they're all like eight hectare blocks, bush, just thick, dense bush, nothing there. So I get there, right? There's just me and, and Tony and then the bar guy there um, making very awkward conversation and they both keep sort of hinting that they're pissed that, you know, like politely but passive aggressively hinting that they were expecting more comedians and yeah. they were really hoping it was going to be a, a great big night. Um, and I was like, all right, well, what's the setup like? So they take me out the back. Oh, here we go. It was in the beer garden. Mm. Now, as everybody who's a big fan of comedy knows, outdoors doesn't work. Um, so they take me out to this back. And, like, this is a pergola. Like, so shade cloth roof and probably, yeah. Look, you honestly could have fit 150 people under it. Because it was massive. Mm. Again, making it even worse. Yeah. Then I get introduced to the club president. 
who's already drunk on rumbo cans, <laughs> and he is not shy about giving it to me for the other comics not oh, showing fuck up. Fuck hell. He <laughs> gets stuck in pretty hard. And like then he, then he sort of realised, the and then I was like, oh, mate, I don't have to do the gig. Like, I can just go now. Like, I, no, you know, like, don't pay me. I'll just walk away. If you're, if you're that unhappy, I'm sorry. There was a breakdown in communication. I hadn't heard. Didn't think it was happening. But, you know, if you're this unhappy, I'll just go. And he's like, no, we need you here now. And then, and then he tried to change his tune. He was really nice and friendly. And so they're like, all right, well, what we can do then if you, if you, you know, because I, you know, he goes, because you can't do the you know comedy all night by yourself. What we'll do is you can do the comedy during like at different parts of it, and then uh, you can also help run the karaoke. And I was like, oh, okay, like, all right. So I thought you're an MC. Okay, so then I'm hosting, and Mm. I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty comfortable in that. That'll be fine. Um, People start showing up, far less people than we thought. They're all packing in this pergola, and they all sit. just quickly, is there an element of like the fact that he said over the phone, "We've got a hundred odd people booked." Yeah. And only 40 turned up. Like, they were very depressed about that as well. Mm. Like, Didn't so there, there's an air of depression oh, to the whole thing. Like, the, the whole thing, the club's fucked. This was their fucked on rum. Yeah, this was their, <laughs> this was their, uh, their last ditch effort to save the club. And, and the other thing, the president was like, obviously, he's like, I live in Brisbane now. And he was telling me how rich he is and he's like, I'm just doing this to fucking try and help. Like, I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart. I don't fucking... Donate some fucking money. Yeah, yeah, but he's... Exactly, I'm like, just give us some money, Kate. And then he's like, but he's also kind of being like, you know, all these fucking ungrateful cunts, like, you know, like, he's kind of shitting on everything as well. He's not even being cool about it. Sounds to me like they've hired another president who's embezzling money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I live in Brisbane, but I run the Tara Trust me, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need... He was telling me a lot that how little he needs that money. <laughs> so then I start like a start, and they're like, "All right, you, you just do jokes." I'm like, "How how long do you want me to do?" He goes, "Do 20. and I'm okay. like, "All right, twenty minutes of jokes to start it off." To probably there was probably ten people inside not watching, and so I'm shitting my pants. So I start Fucking doing this twenty hell. minutes. They're all sitting at the back because the smokers' table was right at the back of the bagola. Oh, that's so there chinchilla. is a that's there so is bad. there is like a thirty meter moat between me and the crowd. Yeah. And they're just, and like half of them were facing the other way and not watching. There was a couple of young people at one table, and then the family, the the eldest daughter and her husband or whatever of the the nice guy that booked me, that that I know her brother or whatever. Like they were all sitting at a table. They were doing their best to be polite, and they had two kids, and it was just me just bombing for twenty minutes. Just give on, you know me, you know me, Shad. I don't back down on a bomb. I mm. dig deeper. I mm-hmm. was going as hard as I could and getting nothing. And you're all on your own. And I'm all on my own. There's could no be, one even to. Killed. There's no one even to walk away with and go, "Hey, how fucked is this?" Like, there's not even that backup. Oh so then I finish bombing. Old mate, the president comes over and goes, "All right, mate, kick the karaoke off." So I'm like, "All right, we got karaoke on. Who wants to do a song?" No one. <laughs> so they're like, all right, you're going to have to do it. Now, I love karaoke. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. So you just sat up there and bombed for 20 minutes. Yeah. They go, tell everyone karaoke's on. You tell them it's on. And because no one will do it, they're basically now included singing karaoke as part as of my, your As part of my fee. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's it, man. I just had to do it. So I sing the first song to nothing. And I was like, all right. And then the second song I think I did, Elton John's Guess That's What I Call The Blues, started getting people into it. 
a couple of like the kids got into it. They put in a couple of songs. Then people sort of started doing karaoke. It started yeah. taking off. And I was all like, all right, Great. the night's been saved. And I'm like, good. I got a break. I can hang out for a bit. And I'm like, how long you want me to stick around? Me? He goes, oh, you got to do more comedy, lad. You got another. You got to do at least another twenty minutes. I'm like. What? Why? We've saved the night. You the saw night how bad saved. it was, man. So then while I'm like the, up the back shitting my pants going, fuck, what What have I got left in the tank that's going to get this crowd at all? Then I start getting other crowd members complaining that the karaoke is being hogged by these two very drunk old guys who were giving it their all but were terrible. Yeah, They're like, can you stop them doing karaoke? And I'm like, well, only if you guys volunteer to do songs so that like... That it doesn't. If more people are doing it, then they will get less turns. They're like, "Nah, we don't want to do it. Can you just stop them?" Huh. And so then they start complaining to the president that the karaoke's bad. So then he's like, "All right, oh. mate, you've got to say this. Go and do more comedy." And I'm like, "It went so badly the first time. I don't think that's a good idea." He's like, "Nah." So then I go up and bomb again. I love the idea of you begging not to get. I was back like, up. dude, like, let's just call this a night. Like, please, it's over. The he's like, mate, over. you've got to at least you've you've got to at least stay till ten. No, mate, we've I, got to save the club. Yeah, I got there at <laughs> six. He's like, no, you got to stay till at least ten to earn your money. I was like, what? Fucking hell! So man, I get up and do another twenty and just absolutely eat it. Like it's awful again. They hate me. They're not watching. They're actively turning away, and I'm giving it my all, <laughs> getting nothing. So I'm like, all right. So by now it's like nine o'clock, and I'm like, all right, man. Surely, like I've suffered enough, man. Put me in. Yeah. He goes, nah, man. Ten o'clock. I'm like, all right. I'm like, what do you want me to do then? Like, what what else can I do? I'm I, I, I'm not doing comedy again. That's I'm just not flat out not doing it. I'll just drive. He goes, all right, I need you to help run the raffles and collect tickets and stuff for the raffle. That he had like Jesus Christ, he's basically just hired you as like a staff member. Yeah, I was just I was just a bar I was just, just a barry that night. Uh but he's he bought twenty frozen chickens to auction off one at a time. What to is raffle this off, event? sorry. Yeah, yeah. What was the name of the event? I it was just the I don't know, it was just like they were trying to get the weekly Friday the Friday night gigs back or whatever. Like, because I was apparently they used to do have a regular thing Friday night. So then I'm literally like raffling off. And I I'm, just want to imagine what this poster looked like. 18 more the frozen, frozen chooks. chooks. So many frozen chooks, man. There was a weird amount of a poultry so getting auctioned off, getting raffled off, sorry. So then while like towards the end of it, I'm suffering through it. I'm just getting through. I'm just Our trying to get through it. frozen chook raffle. You guys love it. And I'm still being, I'm still being like jovial. I'm still being friendly and polite as I'm selling. And like once you've gotten, like once you've sold raffle tickets to, the same thirty people, they give. They're like, we, okay, we we are yeah. we we, we don't need that many. We've all already won a chook. We don't need more yeah. chooks. There's enough chooks for all of us. There's chooks of. There's they plenty of chooks. enough chooks, chooks yeah. for 150 people. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going out with a couple of chooks. Well, that's it. Yeah, if there was only twenty. <laughs> if there was only twenty for 150 people, then that's a good ratio. There's way more people going home without a chook than with a chook. But that's not how this turned out. So <laughs> while I'm doing that, there's this old guy at the back. Is fat. He was a, someone had told me he was a truck driver or something because he was clearly not having a good time. Mm. But he was also doing a very good job of sinking a lot of beers. Right. He was one of the first to get there, and he was a lot of beers ahead. Like he was pretty tanked. So I got to him to sell raffle tickets. He's like, "I don't want a fucking raffle ticket, mate." Jesus. And I'm like, "Oh, sorry, mate. You know, like, uh, you know. Anyway, I'm. Uh, are you having a good night, mate? I'm. I'm Nick. Nice to meet you." So then he goes, "I'm not your fucking mate, cunt." Oh, great. I was like, "Oh." I'm like, feel cool, thanks. Oh, I'm like, all right, man. Well, anyway, I hope you have a good night. He goes, no, 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 no. you're going to fucking listen to me, mate. This comedy thing, 
it's not for you. Oh, great. I'm like, oh, look, man, you know, tonight's not probably not the, the you know, it hasn't been the, the best night, you know, I haven't done my best, but, you know, it's a bit of a weird situation, a bit of a weird circumstance. You know, I do all right, man. I, I gig all over Brisbane and the Gold Coast and I've gigged, you know, I've gigged in other countries, I've gigged, you know, I do all right. He goes, nah, mate, you'll never get anywhere at this. This isn't for you. you got to give this up right now. Fuck. I'm like, uh, okay, man. And he goes, you know what? You know what you should do? You should just buy an adults only, an 18-plus joke book. And just read it out, mate. That's what people want to hear. They just want to hear adults only <laughs> jokes. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah one uh, one thousand one dad jokes. Yeah, that's, what, I that's hear. that's what he wanted to hear. Cover to cover. That's what he wanted to hear. And anyway, and so I'm like, all right, mate. Well, anyway, nice to meet you. You have a good one. So I walk away. The president then bails me up to tell me that I've done a great job. Oh, and he's loved it, and he wants to put more comedy on. Also, it was a very big letdown that I didn't bring uh, the comics and that, you know, like they'd kind of advertised and they'd, they'd sort of build the whole night about this comedy and there's... Well, to be honest, comedy. turns out not a lot of people wanted to see that comedy when only 40 turned Yeah, up. yeah, that's it. And then he tells me that he's really glad I came and oh. that I've done a great job and oh. that uh, I'm an absolute legend. And, and, then he, and then he lapped back around to that I've really let him down, I've let the club down, and I'm bad at business and whatever. That's what I mean. For like 15 minutes straight. He went full bipolar. Because he, he, he just drunk an amazing amount of rum cans. Because he's the president. He's not paying for them. So he's just smashed rum cans in his mouth. And he just could not get in a handle on this conversation. So anyway, I'm like, all right, mate, well, look, it's, it's pretty close to 10. I, I'm going to take off now. And he goes, all right. He hands me 250 bucks. Oh, what? And I'm like, I thought it was 400. He goes... I thought there was going to be four comics. And I'm like... Fuck, bro. I'm like, you know what? Okay, man. Sounds great. You have a good night. Nice to meet you. He goes, all right, call me tomorrow and we'll line up more gigs. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But also, fuck you, your dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, absolutely, <laughs> wait. I'll call you, no troubles. So I'm walking out. I'm walking in, man. I'm just a, like, I feel so drained and shitty and fucking now you're awful. Drive four and a half hours. I just want to tell someone the story, but I've got an hour of the drive. It's ten o'clock. By the time I get to a point where I've got any mobile reception to tell anyone about the gig, like I didn't even have enough reception to text my mum and tell her that I was like leaving and gonna be, you know, just someone to know where I am. And then I start walking out to the car. Truck driver's leaning against my car, waiting oh, for me. No. And I've walked over, and he started talking to me. He's like, oh, where, where? and I've just gone straight, got in the car and just started backing up without even looking to see where he was and just got the fuck out, man. He was there with a thousand and one dad joke. Yeah. Like, was, mate, I got it from the truck. I'm, I'm so glad that he was too drunk to like, like be as quick as me. Like, man, it was fucking a fucking brutal. And like the three and a half hour drive home from that. Did you contemplate quitting comedy? I contemplated a lot of things. 